0: Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development for 820 AM The Word. My special guest today is Rebecca Pratt. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> With Orphan Relief and Rescue. Rebecca, welcome back to Heart of the City. Thank you. Well, we did a two-part uh, discussion over the last couple weeks about your book, Inspired to Live an Extraordinary Life. And I, uh, after we finished recording, I said, are we done? And you said...
1: I can keep talking. <laughs> and I, can I keep sharing.
0: I know. And I said, well, let's do that because <laughs> we're not done yet. And uh, it's it's kind of like, you know, you're in the middle of a conversation and you think you're done, but yet you're not. Hmm. And uh, I just kind of felt like there were a few more things we wanted to share. And, Sweet. And hey, it's my program, so I can do that, right? Yeah, you can. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so we've been talking about uh, your new book, like I say, Inspired to Live an Extraordinary Life. and And you've been covering the three themes of mm-hmm. this book. Let's review real quick.
1: Yeah, the first theme was knowing who you are and whose you are changes everything. And that's that's the beginning of living an extraordinary life with in partnership with the Lord. The second one is identifying that we need the body of Christ around us um, to empower us. You know, the Lord uses, utilizes the power of the body of Christ in action, to accomplish his perfect will on earth. And as we say yes, it's very rare that God will just utilize our life. He usually wants us to rally around um, those who love him to accomplish great things. And then the third theme of the book is um, utilizing our spiritual gifts um, helps us live the extraordinary, and that's the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of prayer, power of our words, and um, hearing the voice of the Lord and just the power behind each of those things, I break down with stories and, yeah, just personal reflection. Yeah, things. and
0: those stories are from, uh, we kind of introduced you at the beginning in part one, but but just briefly, you are the president, co-founder of Orphan Relief and Rescue. Yes. Uh, and been around for about, the organization has been around for about 13 years. Yes. And so uh you work in Benin and Yes, in Liberia. In Liberia. Yeah. And uh primarily with um with orphans but also with with child trafficking and, yes. and and what else?
1: Yeah, so we have a staff here in Seattle and then we also have a staff in Liberia and Benin and Liberia we have the only hotline It's an anti trafficking, anti abuse hotline in the whole country that we fund. And we um, help kids age out of the orphanage system in a healthy manner, just helping them um, with education. And then in Benin, we have uh, two safe homes, one for children and one for girls who've been rescued out of slavery. And our anti-trafficking work in villages where we literally have intercepted hundreds of kids from being sold to the border of Nigeria um, and then brought back uh, children from slavery as well, and put them on our program
0: so having worked with uh, another organization before that uh, and and now this you 've gained a lot of different experiences about yes. <laughs> of ministry of of rescuing kids of helping to restore relationships of of helping to build orphanages or sometimes shut them down because yes. they were mismanaged. Yes. And so out of that you've you've developed some principles of of uh in this book about uh living an extraordinary life as an ordinary person. And yes. uh and we've talked uh, a lot about the fact that that there needs to be an obedience as we hear from the Lord, mm. and, and and hearing from the Lord, that's some, one of the basic questions that people have. Yeah. In the, in our Christian walk, is how do we hear from the Lord? Yeah. how do How do we do that? So,
1: yeah.
0: How do we do that, Rebecca? Let's talk <laughs> about that for a few minutes.
1: Yeah. So God has given us some great tools that um, help us in this process. He's given us the Word of God, and that's where. You know, things will jump out. Uh, It seems like from the page, you know, the the word of God is active and um, alive is what it says in the scriptures. And that's very true. So that's one way that God speaks to us. Another way is through nature. You know, you watch a sunset and you see the majesty of God. You see, you know, obviously in Seattle, there's nature everywhere in front of our face and the beauty that's God speaking to us, telling us how much he loves us, how this is for us. And then he utilizes also people in our path. Um, If they're healthy people, (laughs) then, you know, that we can really listen to. Sometimes they'll speak something to us that, that shares um, something directly from the Lord. And, um, and then I have some person, oh, and through worship music is another thing that, um, through songs that he can speak to us. And, you know, some people will say, I even get things through movies, you know, there's, God uses a variety of ways to speak to us, but the the thing is is he's always trying to get our attention throughout the day. Number 1, he's always trying to tell us how much he loves us, and the other thing is he's trying to prompt our hearts for little things that he wants us to to walk in at, or to do with acts of kindness for others. And so, I have, you know, personally kind of figured out how God speaks to me not only through those things that I just mentioned, but then i have another test that i put myself through of you know if it's a bigger thing that god wants me to to do or even if it's to pray for somebody and i'm just hesitant because maybe i don't even like that person really on a friendship <laughs> level you know and they're mm-hmm. kind of irritating or whatever and god um has th- these things that um disrupt my life to get my attention and um, it's up to you if you want me to share what those things. Are. Oh, absolutely, go <laughs> for it. <laughs> All right. So the first thing is, if he disrupts my sleep, then and I'm I wake up and I'm agitated with some sort of thought of something that I need to do, and it's usually pray for somebody or take action in a certain way for someone. That is a number one indicator, and then the other indicator is um because i love my sleep is really the the reason. and right. so if my sleep is disrupted i'm like okay why why am i disrupted here. The second thought is if it hasn't is it if it's not a thought that i would have normally thought of. If it's some random thing that comes into my mind that i would have normally not thought of. For an example, the anti-trafficking stuff. That wasn't even on my radar and god just started putting these thoughts in my head and putting a plan in my head of how we could curve trafficking in a certain village and you know here in America it's usually praying for somebody or taking action of some sort helping someone out in some way going to clean somebody's house or making them dinner or you know some action and that thought pops in my head and I'm like uh that's not a thought I would have normally thought of so I'd better pay attention to this one and and then if the thought won't go away and it's this nine feeling and, and it's so gnawing that if I don't take action with it, I'm going to get physically have a stomach ache or not feel right. And for me, it was particularly, um, you know, I go back to the early days of learning to listen to the voice of the Lord. And, and one of these examples was praying for a lady to get pregnant. And she had been, I knew, infertile for around 10 years. It was Mother's Day. And I saw I, her out of my peripheral view that this you know and the thought came to mind this day must be very hard for her and as soon as that thought came the next thought was you need to pray for her to have a baby and i literally went no (laughs) no no this is not the day to do that lord if that's you that is not okay (laughs) no and the lord would not let me rest and my stomach physically felt sick as i battled through the whole service and I finally at the end of the service knew that was God and I was not getting away <laughs> without a stomach ache that day if I did not follow through. And so I beelined to her after service and asked if I could pray for her and um, that stomach ache went away. And, you know, three months later, we find out she is pregnant, you know, so God works in mysterious ways. I'm not saying that it was my specific prayer that caused that because I know other people were praying for her too, but I know something happened in the spirit realm that is broken that the enemy has chains over that we're literally in the spirit realm, breaking those chains from being over those situations when we're praying things into existence, when we're saying yes, us saying yes to the Lord literally dispatches his angels from heaven like it said in daniel 9 and 10 of the story of as soon as daniel went to prayers as soon as his heart went to prayer the angels were dispatched and were doing battle in the heavenlies and that is exactly what is happening when we're praying is we are dispatching the angels over these situations to do battle to bring god's perfect will into pass and it's just the way god has set up the laws of the land You know, when he created um, the earth, he said, I'm giving you humans dominion over the earth. And so we are to pray those things into existence. And then we are setting into motion his spirit to come in and reign and do those beautiful things that only he can do through our actions and through our prayers.
0: Well, it is true, isn't it? Because uh, Ephesians talks about the fact that we wrestle not against flesh mm-hmm. and blood, but against principalities and powers in high places. Yes, yes. And the the reality is that that prayer is is working in that spiritual realm. That yes. we are not just living in this physical realm, but we're living in a we are mm-hmm. we are we are spi- spiritual beings living in a human body yes. right now, and yes. we need to acknowledge that there are there are uh, physical things and there are spiritual mm-hmm. things. And prayer is addressing yes. uh, some of that that's occurring in the spiritual realms, yes. and, and that God wants us to engage in that.
1: Yes,
0: yes. So, um, so we do that sometimes yeah. without total understanding, but just in obedience. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, and God, I still don't understand fully why he chooses (laughs) to accomplish his perfect will through these, you know, fallible human beings like us um, who are stubborn, and we have a difficult time even saying yes to what he's asking us to do, but he does. He chooses us to do those things. And don't you yeah. don't
0: you think part of that is that that was his original intention when he mm-hmm. created Adam and Eve? Yes,
1: yes. That that
0: he had perfect relationship with them. Yes, that is true. And and that uh, you know, and I'm no theologian, but that yeah. that his uh, uh, the initial design mm-hmm. was that he wanted to partner with with uh, with humans, with yeah. man, men and women, yeah. to to fulfill his creative process. At the same time, and please, we can't get into the foreknowledge of God. Yet He foreknew He He knew yeah. that we were going to fail, that we were going to sin, yeah. a- and that there was going to be a plan of redemption that would take mm. place. I I don't understand why God did it that way, but that's how God chose to do it, isn't yes, it? And yes. that He's he, and He's wanting to partner with us mm. in this great redemptive plan.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the beautiful thing is is that when we partner with him, he is taking our ordinary lives, and he's making them extraordinary. And these actions, all I can say is to describe what the actions are of his Holy Spirit coming in and doing his thing is extraordinary. And it makes our life extraordinary. And even through, so my subtitle is Even Through Difficult Circumstances, because I have lots of people who have come to me and said, you know, it's great that you say you can live this extraordinary life, but I'm going through all this hardship, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, honestly, we're, we're all going through some sort of hardship thing. But that is not contingent on following this extraordinary God and what he wants to do and the extraordinary things that he wants to do through our ordinary lives is not contingent on the difficult things that we go through. And so the title, the full title, is Inspired to Live an Extraordinary Life Even Through Difficult Circumstances because it's not contingent. His extraordinary ways are not contingent on what we are going through.
0: You know, I heard Rick Warren say a while back that, you know, our, our, our life, for the most part, for all of us, is on a dual track. Hmm. where there is this blessing from the Lord and this kind of, if you want to call it spiritual victory or this awareness and this beauty. And at the same time, there's turmoil. And it's, you know, it's a, it's parallel until we die Hmm. and see our Lord. Mm -hmm. That is the way life is going to be because we're still dealing with this physical realm, with sin, with our own passions, with our own mistakes. And at the same time, God is working in us and through us to accomplish his purposes Mm. and there's that ongoing battle that will continue on uh through the ages and and uh that we deal with isn't it yes and and so one of the things that you had uh mentioned and and talked about in the book is the power of our words yes Uh, so not only power of our words to others but power of words to ourselves
1: yes so just an example, we have a little girl that we um rescued. She had been locked in a room in Benin by relatives who her parents had died and so they were going to sell her into slavery and they were just waiting for the opportune time to do that. But they kept her locked in a room all day with hardly any food. You know, she screamed every day enough to where the neighbors were in torment over this. Mm. Called the social welfare office who then called us and we put her into our safe home for children. And, you know, she was so emotionally beaten up. Um She was beat physically. You know, she said that the the woman beat her every day. She didn't know why. And it was a submission thing that they do um, with these kids. But she was so emotionally beaten up as well. And we just started speaking life into her, you know, that God loves her. God did not destine her for this type of thing is what she was taught um, by her villagers. And, um, you know, her whole life began to transform. Her whole thoughts started transforming as she started building her own personal relationship with Jesus. And we started reading the word um, uh, the our staff started reading the word to her daily And she's a whole different girl now. She is completely different. And, you know, these kids over and over, when we bring the power of Jesus to them through a relationship with him and speak life into their souls, their little souls, their whole life begins to change. And, you know, we know that what scientists say, you know, when we speak, um, there's a book uh, called Words Can Change Your Brain, and it's it's this whole book about literally the physical realm of what happens in our you know physical bodies and in our brains when we listen to um, condemning you know personal thoughts or we are listening to others speak death over us like these kids had listened to, and and then the spiritual part Jesus is telling us all through Scripture about. You know, the blessing, blessing of others, blessing of our own lives. I love how in Ezekiel um, 37, how God spoke to Ezekiel and said, prophesy over these dead bones and gave him this whole dream of these dead bones. And as he was started prophesying um, to these dry bones to come alive, flesh came onto these bones and and they came alive. And he said, that's how Israel, you know, is Um, They literally are dead to me and I want to bring them alive, alive in me. And, you know, there's scripture after scripture. I love how David encouraged his soul by singing praise songs to God and was speaking through his singing to himself, um, encouraging his soul. And that is exactly what God wants us to do on a regular basis. One thing I was purposeful in this book is I put um, questions of reflection at the end of every chapter I put a prayer um, also that you can pray over yourself. And I also um, give you a song that you can look up on the Internet after each chapter that has meant a lot to me that just kind of ushers you into the presence of the Lord as you um, listen to that song. And, you know, my whole goal in this book is just getting you excited to just become um, just more intimate with the Lord and and to begin to speak life over your spirits and over your souls um for health and 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 yeah listening to the power of the holy spirit
0: you know what's really interesting is and i don't think i'm uh unusual is that sometimes i will say something to myself that i would never allow someone else to say
1: to mm. me yeah
0: uh, if yeah. someone spoke to me the way i speak to myself sometimes hmm. you know i would i wouldn't let them. i'd i'd fight back hmm. but yet the self talk yeah of what we're willing to say to ourselves yeah. is is unhealthy
1: yes because that's yes. really un uh, it's
0: unbelief yes first of all we're 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 saying i am this i mm-hmm. am what, whatever yep. i am you know yep. those those if you want to call it negative thoughts hmm. that mm. are not from the lord they're yeah. from our own yeah. Uh, uh, self-loathing mm-hmm. that is really a part of selfishness really yeah. truly it's a part of our sinful nature yeah where we're saying those things to ourself that are untruths yep. God yep. doesn't feel that way about us. We yeah. may feel our, that way about us, but God doesn't. Mm. Yeah. And it's learning how to restructure our uh, uh, our thoughts uh, mm. towards ourselves, isn't it? Yeah. It really makes a difference.
1: Yeah, I loved how um, God said David in the Bible was a, a man after his own heart. And David was blessing himself all through the Psalms, you know. <laughs> and, you know, Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. You know, it's bless my soul, bless, 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 and we need to be doing that to bless our soul. That's that's a mandate from the Lord to, you know, we're His, we're His creation, we're His pride and joy, and if we're self talking to ourselves in a negative way, we're literally in a sense just saying. God, you know, shame on you for making me this way in this area. And, you know, obviously if it's a sin thing, you know, we need to repent and move on. But if it's literally walking through the day, we need to just bless our souls through our speech and our words. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's and true. our actions. And our actions. Yeah. And so it's some of it, when it's self-talk, it may not just be your inner voice. It may be speaking l- out loud to yourself, maybe mm-hmm. not around a bunch of other people, mm-hmm. but in our car, in our, you know, in our private uh, moments uh, in our homes where we're we're mm-hmm. whether it needs to be uh, uh, within our own mind or out loud, just uh, blessing, yes. um, you know, blessing the Lord, blessing uh, his work in our lives mm-hmm.
1: you know. and blessing others. Yes, you know, that's the biggest thing using our life to be a blessing like God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others and so using our lives and our voice and our everything that we're doing to bless others is the way to live this extraordinary life that the Lord has intended us to live.
0: Yeah. Or well, Rebecca, I'm looking at page 90 here because you were talking about your your some of the things that you're doing in your book inspired to live an extraordinary life. And you share the scripture uh, from Lamentations three twenty two and 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Mm. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning and great is your faithfulness. Yes. And then you ask a question for personal reflection. That's part of what you're doing mm-hmm. in each chapter. What is something that needs a part of heaven brought to earth through your life? And then a personal prayer. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your Holy Spirit in my life. I thank you that I do not have to figure out what to pray uh, or to what to action to take because you will guide and direct through your spirit. And then yes. you go on with the prayer. So then you mm-hmm. suggest the song, The Atmosphere is Changing by, by Elevation Music. Mm-hmm. So you have those suggestions in each yeah. chapter, don't you? Yes. Some practical ways that we can process through some of these things that we're talking about today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So we have one minute. And so I'm going to let you wrap things up as far as some final thoughts.
1: Yeah, so I say, you know, if you want to ignite, encourage, inspire your life, and ultimately when you're inspired, you're going to inspire those around you, then get this book. Um, It's really going to help you in your walk with the Lord, and it's called Inspired to Live an Extraordinary Life, Even Through Difficult Circumstances, and you can get it on Amazon.com. And... The Orphan Relief and Rescue Organization that I'm the president of is Orphan org. My personal website is Rebecca M Pratt with 2Ts.com. And yeah, thanks, Chuck, for yeah. having me.
0: Well, chapter 14 is the ultimate key to living an extraordinary life. Mm-hmm. So, so you give a great summary. That we're not going to reveal here. We're going to tease people so yes. that they'll pick up the book. Yes. Uh, and it's uh, The Ultimate Key to Living an Extraordinary Life Inspired to Live an Extraordinary Life, Even Through Difficult Circumstances by Rebecca Pratt. So, Rebecca, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Chuck. Always good talking to you. Yes. You're always invited back. Thank you. God bless. You've been listening to this 820 AM, The Word special, Heart of the City. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, The Word, call Chuck Olmsted, 206-269-6216, or go to thewordseattle.com.